Hello and welcome back to Enter the Asylum, a podcast where we watch films that are they're all they're vaguely similar to previous films we've watched, uh, in pretty much every single way. Uh, I'm your little Martian boy, uh, Benjamin. I'm your General John. Mm. So today we watched uh, Alien Abduction Two. Uh, I, I mean, I mean War of the Worlds Two. <laughs> Very similar to Alien Abduction, yes. <laughs> War of the Worlds Two. Uh, the next wave. Yes. Which is a garbage. Thank God subtitle. Steven Spielberg finally made War of the Worlds Two. I've War been waiting of the forever. Worlds Two. Yes, he brought back Tom Cruise and they're all back in Dakota this new Fanning. Film. I think it was and. H.G. Wells wrote War of the Worlds two, the script, and then adapt, and then Steve Spielberg adapted as the you know the director. And for some reason, he hired the Asylum crew to to make it for him <laughs> to, to yeah edit it, and uh, and uh, they got the actors too. It was great. Hey, I thought it was cool. You know, Steven Spielberg's breaking out uh, with some independent filmmakers, not his mm. usual cadre of Hollywood types. I guess Even you could call it's weird. Call, it's weird calling the asylum independent, right? It's they are. So, it, it's, it yeah, feels no. a little dirty. It's I guess. It, it, it's it soils the word independent because they are <laughs> so like yes, technically they're independent in the most technical sense, but they are so like a part of the Hollywood ecosystem. Yeah. Like they are the scum on the that grows on the bottom of like the, the shoe of Hollywood. Like they are they are a parasite upon the system. Which is what makes like them kind of fascinating, I think, in a meta sense. But um yeah, calling them independent feels dirty. It's, it You're feels right. a little bad. Yeah, it doesn't feel good at all. Um but uh, War of the Worlds two, the next wave Garbage subtitle. Terrible. The it next even... wave. <laughs> the, the, like the little it sound, like. It know, sounds like a movie about like surfing or tagline, something. Rather. Yeah, it's so... this time we fight back. I think is the tagline too. Basically, like, this is the plot whatever. that became Independent State too. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Or Monster Two. Mm-hmm. Mm. In fact, strong Independent State overtures in this movie. Like there, there are two things I thought of watching this movie. It's Alien Abduction, the 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 Asylum garbage film we we did a long time ago, and Independence Day with all the with all the fighter jets. <laughs> Tragically, no seagulls in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! But so, but 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 something else that um, I, I actually did have fun watching this. Um, and there's a there's an element to this movie that um, I found just really fascinating. But we'll get into that. Yeah, do, we'll do you let's get start into us? it. Yeah. yeah, you want to start us off? Yeah, this film begins with some dumb shots from the first film. Mm. And if and if you're not if you're not into they watching, they brought back the cruise ship in the lake. I love yes. it. Yes, I love it. They were so goddamn proud of that shot. That is <laughs> the com- nonsensical shot. Really nonsensical. Um. Yeah, if if uh, it's been about two year, almost two years since we did War of the Worlds, so and it's two. I years guess a recap in, of sorts. In the, yeah, in the in the movie, yes, yes, yes. Oh, that's funny too. Yeah, it, it, wow, we've really we've really evolved, haven't we? We 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 synced it perfectly. <laughs> it's been two years in the film, and it's two years out here, roughly. I think we made that episode in June, so you know, we'll, you know. Close enough. Close enough. We probably actually made that episode in fucking March and then released it in June. 
That's typically our track record. You know, in this in this movie, they're in some kind of like post-apocalyptic hellscape type situation. And right now, we're in what feels kind of like an apocalyptic hellscape situation. Yeah, these so, films have been a little bit too close you know, to home. Life, uh, imitates, life imitates art a little bit. Huh? Falling from a monster to the apocalypse to War of the Worlds 2. Mm. The movie, you know, the story about the aliens get the virus and they die. Oh, you know, God. it's all, it all feels a little oh, bit too. Oh, dude, dude, I got wrong coronavirus vibes when they start talking about <laughs> viruses in this. I was like, wow. Oh, no, dude's got the coronavirus. So, yeah, the previous film, there's a dude fucking dude called George. He has a family. Uh, they get separated. He is like a, he's like a he's like a vague scientist character. Like he knows shit about astronomy, but he also no. knows shit about epidemiology. Like I know I mispronounced that. Like don't don't bother correcting me. He's um, science man. Who cares? Um, you know he's just he's just fake scientist man. Yeah, he meets a variety of boring characters along the way of trying to get to DC to meet his family. Uh, including like a pastor dude and like a soldier boy. I forgot about the soldier uh, boy. The pastor dude is who I really remembered because he was with him for like two thirds yeah. of the movie. It felt like gave the movie really strong Christian over overtones. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the big twist, I guess, in the movie is that what they end up killing the alien with, like they start causing the, the infection from us start dying. It's a rabies vaccine they inject into the alien. That's not how vaccines work, but... No. Okay. No. <laughs> they inject the rabies vaccine into, like, an alien tentacle, and then presumably, I guess, it telepathically spreads to all their other ones, I yeah. guess. The, that's how they all die. Something, yeah, because they all instantaneously die when he does that, and it, it makes no sense. Well, a little but... bit, to be fair, a little bit later, but I guess we don't know the time period between those two scenes. Of him inside the house, and then it feels him instantaneous. It does feel I, again like I think that's like five minutes between those two scenes. Yeah. So might as well be. But yeah, so all the aliens die just like in War of the Worlds, and they learn a valuable lesson about except this time it's, God it's or something. Except this time it was humans that killed them, not um, bacteria. Not like I guess just... technically it still is, but. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. In the in in the original War of the Worlds, I mean, it just says they caught the cold germs, but it doesn't specifically say where they got the cold germs. Well, yeah, might they, have they, got well, it they from just, humans. They, well, but... it seems just like you know, it's kind of a pretty clear little you know, it, it's just like Americans yeah. coming to you know. One of my favorite. It's the British coming to the Americas and spreading smallpox. Is kind of the same. Concept. Exactly. Yeah. It's 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 Europe. It's it's European coming in with their disease. Um, in fact, that's explicitly what's based off yeah, of yeah. The, the original book. But my favorite thing in um in this little um um prologue that they do in in War of the Worlds two here is there you got the little flashback, the little montage of scenes from it, and I think at some point the main character he's narrating it, and I think he's says um mankind in union with the smallest creatures on earth fought back against the 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 you know no, martian invaders no, no you guys didn't do much of anything at all in that you, it's not uni- don't fucking take the credit you, you asshole. can't claim unity when you're talking about bacteria <laughs> bacteria has no concept of patriotism no but thanks to the rabies vaccine i, I it somehow killed all the aliens so that was the first film now you know. And now you know the rest of the story. Pretty much. Okay. Two years later, humanity has rebuilt, I guess. 
Not really. <laughs> For two years, they've. It seems like they've done jack shit. Uh, counterpoint: America seems to have done jack shit. And we'll talk this is about true. You know what? This is true. This is because we've we've, we've privatized all of our services. We have no like disaster. Well, yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no preparations for anything. Yeah, we're all fucked. We're all living um, in anywho. tin shacks. <laughs> Literally tin shacks. They're at a fucking military base, and they have fucking tin shacks next to like hi- the the hyper alien technology they've adopted. What the fuck? And in, in, so- in a car junkyard too. So the first like new stuff in this film, uh, I'm gonna start. I'm just gonna say what happens. Uh, forget about forget. Just forget about everything that's gonna. I'm just gonna say it's all, right? all irrelevant. It's super pointless. Doesn't feel it, like it in the moment, but you learn it's totally irrelevant. So we see a wife and a kid. Uh, they're playing out in like a fucking uh, post-apocalyptic shithole. It's pretty much like a shitty parking lot with a bunch of fucking tents or whatever. They're um they're basically in they're, they're near Skid Row in downtown L.A. You could yeah, cause just because I know the filming locations, sure. you could see the L.A. skyline, so it's not like they're hiding it. Some like so like then the fucking like crab pod, you know the pod. Oh, the tripods. What, what, tripods. Crab pods, I guess. If they had more legs, they'd be a crab pod. But it's just a tripod. They were more crabby in the the first film. I think they actually changed the the actual like. I character think design. they changed the design. I think you're right. Um, see, they I, also they, make that yeah. weird that 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 dumb uh, noise, that little squishy sound they make. Mm-hmm. I don't remember them doing that the first time. So the oh, you're right. Attack. Oh wait, you're right. They're not tripods in the first movie. They were no, no. They're like, weird crabs. Like they were. Sort of they were. Yeah, things. they were insectoids. They were like six-legged like robots. They weren't tripods at all. This time they changed them to tripods for some reason. Why change it now? Because <laughs> because because there's different people who made this film. I think is the real reason why. Because the actual Steven Spielberg's War of the Worlds has come out now, and so they're like, oh shit, I guess we should make our thing look more like that. Right. I guess we should be as faithful as a source for So yeah, so the aliens come, they start attacking, blowing people up, and then this bearded man is inside a tent and he then runs over and then stabs a needle in this other woman and then mm-hmm. stabs himself with the He draws blood. the blood. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he stabs himself with it. And then he just fucking runs out the tent and uh, don't worry about that. That's the end of that scene. I totally thought that bearded guy was the main character. Yeah, I thought it was George, too. I thought that we saw his wife and uh, child die. Again, Asylum keeps doing this. They keep having multiple actors who look close enough alike that you keep mistaking them until they're finally in a scene together in the same room, and you're like, oh, those are different characters. But like you said, don't worry about this because it is completely irrelevant. It's just here to be like action, action, action to open the movie, and then I guess it isn't completely. But we'll get to that like later in the. But film. nothing about it no- has nothing of any importance. Cons- happens. Nothing of importance <laughs> happens, and it's just there to confuse you and make you go, "Ooh, something's happening." That well, I mean, at least it's not a sex scene, I guess. Which is how War of the World starts off with. I forgot about that. <laughs> was it a sex scene or was it just that you saw her butt as she came out of the shower? Oh, it's a sexy scene, I suppose I should clarify. Sexy scene, yes, there you go. Um, yeah, so later we we cut now it's George, man from the first film, astronomer, extraordinaire, scientist, god. Just yeah, scientist bro. Uh he he's listening to the radio and he's picking up twigs. He's hanging out with his stupid, dumb idiot kid. Who probably still does not know the fucking difference between a comet and a planet. 
I forgot about Fucking that. moron. <laughs> yeah, it's George's birthday, and his son surprises him with a can of ravioli. Oh, ravioli, ravioli, give me the alien onis. <laughs> the dad's fucking pissed because that means the son left the property. He, he has a he feel it feels like he has a really estranged relationship with his son, and this isn't like firmly established. It just feels like the actors hate each other. Yeah, I guess their wife the wife died off screen, so. Um, I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, wait, yeah, you're right. I thought like yeah, I forgot like the wife is just dead for some reason. Yeah, like the actor, didn't, the actor didn't want to come back. I guess. Yeah. Yo, no, that I bet you that was it. The I age difference was, was questionable, and I bet it continues to be more questionable. As time oh God, yeah, no, he he probably looks even older now. Like as of the the time of filming this, he was probably just like, no. Hopefully, she got like an actual career, and like the asylum came back and said, "Hey, we're doing War of the Worlds too," and she was like, "Fuck no. off." George was all into it though. The Ugh. actor, he's all into it. I'm sure he is. He's got nothing else going on. But now, so, he has to, yeah. but now he has to act with this shitty kid. This dumbass, stupid shit kid. But so he forgives uh, the kid. He does, does this fucking kid even have a name? Just kid. It's just it's fucking his son, son I guess. My son. Alex. That's his name, Alex. It is Alex. Yeah, he, it's he Alex. says Alex a few times. I forgot. So George and Alex are the Alex, only yeah. names I, I, I remember during this. I think that's the only people who are important. Um, yeah, pretty much. So yeah, he forgives Alex because he loves ravioli, and then he heads out to look at the stars. And he, you know, ooh, he's he's. I feel like I, I feel like, if aliens attacked me and I lost my wife and pretty much all of civilization that I, as I know it, I'm I'd be weird. I still have a fascination with the sky, you know. That yeah. feels a little weird. At that point, it's just it's just a defense mechanism. At that point, at that point, you're just you're just watching the stars just to see like, are they coming back? Like, it's sure. not a it's not a fun passive interest at that point. It's just a survival instinct. So next the next day, the radio turns on and we hear some sort of vaguely spooky alien noises. That's pretty much that's that's a perfect rec- uh, recreation of the sounds. It's all squishy and yeah, it's, it's. He starts getting. He gets incredibly spooked by this, and then shoves his kid down to the basement. And it's like, if I don't come back by eight hours, uh, I, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I guess I guess no, you'll he, just no, die no, down no, here, he just, kid. No, he just says, you know, he just says, I'll be back within eight hours. Mm-hmm. That's if all he not, says. then I don't know. Um, he he gives, has no contingency plan if he does not come back. It's just he, sort of expected. He gives him his watch, which I guess can make this little, like, it can do the twinkle, twinkle, little star chime, which I don't know how it does that, because it's not a digital watch. It's a, it's an analog watch. Like, it's a, it's a nice kind of, like, you know, kind of silver, you well, know. It's because sil- he's a very, it's like a, it's a very tiny music box in the center of the watch. Okay. Why does it have that feature? That's a fucking grown-ass man's watch. Why the fuck does it play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star? Because he's a fucking star nerd. He's a space nerd. Oh! He loved that song. Oh, I get it. Oh, okay. I don't know, he, actually. He's, no, no, that actually... He's a fucking that, nerd. No, that makes sense. He's, yeah, probably someone got it for because it's like, you like stars, right? And he's just like, thanks. 
All right, so then he goes to the Free Forces base and lab. <laughs> so, so that's I've, that's I've like so much to say about the Free Forces um, base and lab. Um, um it's yeah. I don't understand who these people are, dude. It is what, so funny. I guess so they're like former they're military base, people. Their base. But like, I don't is know what a, their actual affiliation is. Okay, yes, this is so funny because yes, their base is a car junkyard. Mm. Um, they 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 live in tin shacks. Their lab is in tin shacks. Like literally, they walk out and it's just tin walls be, be, uh, put together. Um, and all the soldiers are not in full at uniform. They're wearing like fucking t-shirts with just like some camo pads and like maybe like a helmet. And they're like like sporting like you know uh m like uh. Uh, you know, M16s and like you know other assault rifles. I don't know if it's actually an M16. I don't know. I just named an assault rifle. It might have yeah. been AK47. Who the fuck cares? It, um, it, it, uh, yeah, assault gun. Gun that shoot a, very fast. Yeah, just assault gun. Um, gun that shoot lot. Um, but yeah, so they they got their guns and whatnot. But they do not look like soldiers. This feels like some kind of like um, like 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 those those little militias in like. Idaho look more like <laughs> look more like armies than these guys do. Like these are some shabby ass guys, and it's not like it's not clear if it's like because it, they don't have like U.S. shit around. It's not like the no. U.S. military, so like it, it's not clear. It's just they're the free forces. It's not clear who they are. But I have my own theory about who they are. But we'll but let's get okay. a little bit further. I'm curious. Because truth be told, it just—it's very—I don't know. I have the world a feels really weird because you think it's gonna—it's like the world feels like it should be sort of a—I don't know—Fallout esque in this in the sense where it's like a bunch of like internal. There's two man ways you go conflict. There's two ways you go with this. Yeah, you have like you have like it's Fallout where it's man against man, just survival of the fittest, or you go the Last of Us route where the with some sort of like yeah. It's like an author. It's like a military, like authoritarian regime where it's just a few cities are like locked off zones, basically, um, and like everything is like really regimented. But the thing is, is like the aliens probably wiped out like half the human race. So like, why are they living in like tin shacks? There should be like tons of empty housing. Why hasn't the world been rebuilt at all? Uh. Cause it's only, I guess it's only been two years and everybody's dead. So <laughs> again, the the number, the and, death and, count of War of the Worlds is unspecified. And you know what's free- also weird too? War of the Worlds one ends of them finding a huge colony of children and families. Did they all just die? It beats me. Did George like say, "I don't want to be with you guys anymore. I'm gonna fuck off in my little." Hot in the woods, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I'm just going to go back to my house in the woods, which is also the same house from um, I Am Omega, I think it is. Yeah, I could see that. This This movie feels like I Am Omega, too. No, no, but that house is literally the same house they used in I Am Omega. It's the same filming location. Sure. I didn't realize it until, like... I should have realized it because we did I Am Omega after the first War of the Rilds, and I was like, oh, the house looks kind of familiar, but I can't place it. And now I'm like, oh, shit, it's the exact same house. Um... Yeah, it's also weird militia like in I Am Omega, um, mm-hmm. but like, but not explicitly evil. Or you know, yeah. Like not... I said, I have I have my own theory, but we need to establish one more piece of the Free Forces lab before I get to that. Yeah, so let's George carry meets on. up with a scientist named Nate, who he's I guess he formerly knew. He's like some sort of former 
uh, I guess, you know, former scientist bud with. Yeah, they're just scientist bros. And also there's a former NASA scientist named Veronica there too, who is played by Kim Little. <laughs> and they're and wearing I... lab coats, like, but they're, but they're mechanics. Yeah, don't, <laughs> I guess they're also scientists too, I don't know. They're just vague scientists. Um, so, yeah. yeah, George is concerned that the aliens are coming back. Uh, and, and then there's something about like a fucking wormhole. I, what oh, is yeah. this? So it's like, they talk about like, oh yeah, so they're coming in by a wormhole and like Nate, I guess was his name. Doesn't know what a wormhole is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, a it's like a, it's time travel between two planets <laughs> or something like that. It's not time travel, but okay, fine. <laughs> this movie actually, no, to be fair, in this movie, it's no, time this travel. movie does say that. I know, I know. <laughs> it's but, time uh, travel in this movie. A wormhole is time travel. What, in this I don't movie. think that's what a I guess technically is. it is time travel in a sense of traveling, and it's all light, right? So it would be time travel. Maybe. I don't really know. Because time anything. is just light, you know. I don't know whatever. anything about physics. So. It's all theoretical, so it's not exactly like hard proof or anything but they have to explain to nate what a wormhole is fucking grab a piece of paper and do the fucking wormhole analogy then god God. it's everyone knows the wormhole analogy on the piece of paper don't you so um george and uh the lady played by kim little scientist lady are explaining this yeah nate then sort of shows george a girl he keeps in his closet oh god that's right the flu girl He's, she's just in the closet, like just in there, like it's not comfy. He, he she's just in the closet. It's, it, it's with a red light. Fucking opens she, up a closet door, and it's like, check out this fucking woman I have in here. She's, she's sick. She's, I I think he says that like she is the one who runs the like epidemiology epidemiology uh um like research. So I guess she's like volunteered herself to be like a test subject. And I guess they're like looking for viruses to like like five aliens or something. And that's I why they know. dumped her in a closet. And that's I I, I mean like <laughs> it's really weird. It's really weird. There's sort of a throwaway line where they sort of go like, no no she did this like, you know, like she's like Which is know, even she... more confusing. Yeah, but it looks really fucking suspicious. She's in a closet. She's on a little cot with a red light, just sweating, just like flu. It's it's looks bad. Yeah. Afterwards, Nathan shows George his plane collection. Oh, this is like a the, shit ton of. This is where we jets. meet the general, right? Uh, I think. I think so. More or less, yeah. They go back outside into the car junkyard. They meet the general. Tin shacks, and then oh, all these like high tech planes that they've built with alien technology. Tin shacks with you know alien shit. Well, yeah, he then takes George to a, like an old like old pod tripod. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they walk inside of it, and this oh, starts... that's right. They've yeah, captured they... a tripod, and it's just a, well, I guess big, they a big CGI they blob one, I guess. In, the, in the car junkyard that they like walk towards. It's kind of funny this is a big deal because you think that there would be a bunch of these husks all over the world. Yeah. Right? Unless they sort of, like, I guess, evaporated, which maybe. Fuck knows. But this is where they find out that the tripods are, like, cyber um, 
uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're bi- weird bi- bio cyber. What, yeah. What's the what's the cyber? I mean, they're like they're like fucking something. like a cyborg kind of thing. You know? Yeah, they're they, they, all you need to know is that they're technically alive and they have like cyber and biological parts. Blah blah blah. Who fucking cares? Just like transmorphers. Uh, they go inside and there's this like kind of pulsing. Just like transmorphers. They go into the inside and there's this like pulsing ball of like. It's a, 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 a John. It's a vortex key. It's okay. The, I forgot it actually had a name. And I guess it's what can like it's the central point of it, or it's the control point, or something. I don't know, but it's this like it does these like like it, it, it's it's like um. It, it, when you look at it, it's like when you watch a 3D film without the glasses, where it's got that like red, green, blue kind of like weird like lines around it and shit. They use like a really awful looking effect when you're looking at it. It's a big pulsing 3D thing. Mm. She then, as she states, feeding algorithms from the radio mm-hmm. into the pod, which then causes the planes to turn on. Yes. Well, and also play... causes the alien itself to start growing rainbow colors. Mm. This is where it gets the 3D effect, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of it's really hard on the eyes. It's not good. It's not good. See, so, yeah, Georgian talks to the general. Uh they're like, "All right, we got to plan out where the next evasion's going to start." So so it's like, "All right, well, good news. We already have an idea where the alien mothership is." So we have these space graph charts. Um, yeah, George has got these like star charts or something. I noticed that they're using, they're not using like, I, well, I might be super wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure they don't use like the X and Y axis in space. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think space is a little more complicated than that. <laughs> um, so yeah, George then heads back home. Uh, his dumb, okay, wait. stupid kid. So, so before we do that, so before we do that, there's a couple other things we need to establish. One is that the general, when talking to George, says, you know, you and Alex could live here on the base. Alex being his kid, like, you could, yeah. you know, live here on the base, which, yeah, why, why doesn't, doesn't he? <laughs> why doesn't he? What's about... It's too, it's too dangerous, question mark? I don't it's know. It's too dangerous, question mark? Except that what's about to happen makes his decision not to live on the base look incredibly um, stupid and I guess, callous. to be fair, that base is like a shithole compared to his house, I suppose, but... Possibly, but um, it does look like a shithole, you're right. His house does look a lot nicer, but I mean, fuck, it's... You know, it's something. There's people it, there. There's people Alex there, and they Alex, have guns. You know, Alex doesn't have to play his Tiger Electronic in his basement. Yeah, he doesn't have to like get on that bicycle and run it to power the house, which and is to a charge thing. His fucking Tiger Electronic, which he does in fact have in this movie. Which, which is a th- yeah, exactly. He has to. He has to. Get, there's no power, so he has to get on a bike that has a little generator attached to it and ride the bike in order to like charge it. Um, yeah, That's no, you so could depressing. have you could have actual power, and these like, and you could like be right there with a rook and the alien technology. But there's another very crucial thing about the base that we have not mentioned, and that is 
Kim Little's accent. Oh. <laughs> Kim Little does a Southern Belle yes, accent right. in this movie. And I, I want you right now to put in a montage of, of clips of her speaking. Because it is the most distracting thing in the world when she talks. Gentlemen, I want you to see this. Except I noticed this extension leading to a vortex generator. That is why boys just time jumped. Wanna get drunk? It it is like it, it, it is it, it, it cracked me up every single time she spoke. I feel like we've heard it before, but I'm not sure we have. Maybe she she does a little weird text like weird accent thing and like fucking Jane White sick and twisted I guess, oh, I think which is pretty right. sufferable. But this is like, it's like her voice from that film, but then times like fucking ten. She is like one like just a little bit away from going like, well I do declare. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do hope this war of Martian aggression will soon be at an end. It's fucking hamming it up as shit. It's it's it's, it's, it's really it's way too much. It's actually. so distracting. <laughs> Acting. And it's so obviously not her real voice that right? it's like, why are you doing this? She just wants to sound fancy. Oh my 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 I do declare. Um the so so Kim Little's accent, like Charleston Dandy accents happening, and I was just like just laughing, just going like, what the fuck? But then they they, they introduce introduce the general. And the general's got a southern accent too, not as mm. like over the top and insane, but he's got a little bit of a twang going on there. He's got a little bit of like a Texan twang, I feel like. Um, and so this is where I realized the subtext of this movie. Okay. This movie, the free forces, the weird military they got set up that um, all seems to be made up of southerners. This is a movie about the South rising again. Wow. Hmm. This is a movie about Martian aggression and how we have to fight for our state's rights. It's about God. And, we, and there will be things in this movie that will prove my case. All right. I'm excited to hear it. This is a strong start, though. All right. George then runs out of gas in his car. So then he exits it and finds this fucking weird dude next to like a trailer. And this guy doesn't speak. He's like, we're going to get some gas. And that dude just sort of points at a shack. So he points at the shack and then he goes over there and there's some very hostile gas sellers. Over there. I think it's the barn from I Am Omega. Again. It is the it barn from I Am Omega. It just Omega has a again. cardboard sign with gas written on it in in, mar- in big marker. All right, this is where we get some weird ass sort of fucking lore here, mm. where George some real, some George tries here. to sell like buy some gas for four food coupons. It's he says it's two weeks worth of, of food coupons. Is the Free Forces base, like, giving out rations? Yeah, who who is giving out these food coupons? He thinks it's, this is worth 10 gallons, but they're like, no, we're only giving you three. It's This is worth three gallons. And he goes, three? That's worth at least 10. But I heard that, and I thought, 
Three gallons, yeah, okay, because oil, gas is probably really hard to come by in this weird, for some reason. Especially because there's no more production of it. Yeah, I guess, I, I, if we're living in tin shacks, then I guess there's no production, and we have no electricity, then there's probably no production of oil. So, yeah, gas, but you still have all these machines that can run on gas. So, yeah, gas is probably worth a lot more than food right now. And also, so, you like, fucking get a more efficient car. George. Yeah, f- why are you driving a pickup truck? Why are you driving a fucking pickup truck? <laughs> get but something get something smaller and more versatile. Maybe it's all less he had. heavy mileage. Maybe it's all he had, whatever. But like There's a but, bunch of cars, John. There's like a lot of cars still. He's around. got a lot of cars. But so this guy, a hillbilly, it seems like, again, the South. <laughs> um he he like says like I can give you three gallons for that. And I heard that and went yeah, okay, that that makes sense to me. Well, to be and fair, he, he's, and, he's handing him a bunch of fucking, like, expired coupons from two years ago. So he gets, like, a fucking Costco coupon. Probably. It's, like, a Walmart coupon. <laughs> it's a bunch of food. It's, you know. I got my Ralph's card, my food for less <laughs> uh, uh, weekly mailer. Hey, man, uh, this, is, this is, like, worth, this is two weeks worth of food, these coupons, dude. That's, like, that is two bread rolls for the price of one. You know, in in this in this post-apocalyptic world, like yeah, probably gas is worth a lot fucking more than food. So I'm like, yeah, you know what? That actually makes sense. It's like, yeah, ten gallons. That's probably worth like a month's worth, like a month's rent, probably in this in this world. You could probably you could do a lot with ten gallons. I feel like. So he like sort of because you know. you're not just powering your cars, you're also powering like your generators because right. that's probably the only way you have power. In fact, you should probably be gen- you know using the generators more than the car. I think. Yeah, yeah, the generator is probably more important, honestly. Um, you know, you're you're yeah. I mean, like, and and there's no oil production, I presume. So I mean, yeah, gas is going to be fucking expensive in this world. So it's presented as if like, oh, he's ripping him off. But like, I was, I just went like, no, this makes sense to me. I don't, I don't get what your deal is, dude. So he agrees. He's like, fine, whatever. And then they sort of, and then we hear an off-screen goblin laugh. I'm gonna play right here. Um. The guy who hands him the gas can gas. <laughs> it's, it's, it's something else. It just comes out of nowhere. And, and he does it, like, and it's like the, they they replay that same like sound clip twice in this sequence. Oh, it's something else. So he's he heads back home. Uh, he gets out of his car, but not before an alien teleports near the house. Oh, it yeah, has to kid, be right because kid, it doesn't fucking make any sense out, if the alien did the not teleport the near the basement, house. Hear something, and the music gets really intense. And that, like, as you see him, like as George pull up to the house, I was like, "Why is the music getting so intense?" He's like, "Dad," and it's just like we we know his dad's outside. Why is the music all like you know crazy? <laughs> and then like he and then like he's like go up the ladder, and then George is outside, and then sees the tripod. And he goes, "No," and Alex is already outside and then zap and why he's did gone. george not see the tripod why did why did alex not see the tripod why is alex a very dumb stupid kid zap george is gone. real sad after after he gets zapped but come on alex was a fucking dumb kid george you should have tried harder alex, you yeah, you, yeah, you're, you're, you're an awful parent george really um but where the fuck did this tripod come from he did well, george didn't see it why is it going through the woods? How many people Why are in the woods? Why is it going through the woods? <laughs> Why is it just there? Um, 
and then yeah, George has a little hissy fit in in the it, it, um, at his at the driver's seat of his truck. Um, but wait a minute, don't forget think... though, John, because earlier in the film, Alex might actually be dead because we heard an exposition in the base that aliens don't actually immediately kill the humans; they keep them in storage inside the little shells that they the tripods are. Them. Remember this in the H.G. Wells novel. The, right. the they, they keep the humans they in their, their cages. Um, the so yeah, George throws his little hissy fit because uh, he thinks Alex is dead, and he makes a reference to Job. Like he starts yelling at God, um, like, "Well, my Job here, you take my wife, you take my kid, fuck you." Um, which again, like Very cool. again, weird Christian overtones happy with this. <laughs> again, the South, mm-hmm. God and guns and grits. We'll get to the grits, but all right. So George runs back to the base. I guess drives back to it, despite the fact he has no gas. Don't question it. Uh, but then an alien is seen roaming around, and so George is like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna zap myself." Oh yeah, now this is the this is back in um This is this is when he's in downtown LA. It's, yeah, he's, um, he's, 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 he's in he's, town. He's out by like Skid Row in downtown LA. And it's like you can see the LA skyline. They don't try to hide it. They're just in this urban landscape and so you're like am I supposed to not know it's LA because it's it, that's LA. So he wakes up in the pod. Oh, um, you 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 forgot to mention the guy he runs into while running around. Oh well, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. There's a dude who tells him not run. He's this black guy who's very expressive. Not black. He's he's incredibly fair skinned, but he's his name is Pete, by the way. Oh, Pete! I didn't even realize he had a name. Um, a very very fair skinned black guy. Um, who's like, yo, man, run! And he's got like, he's 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 probably the most expressive actor, and he's probably my movie. favorite character in the whole film. He's like the only like kind of interesting guy because like, he, well, like interesting is the wrong word. Nicest, he's, like, definitely <laughs> friendliest, the, friendliest. He's, the, he's the he's the most expressive actor in the entire movie. Like huh. when he has to look shocked, his eyes are just bug-eyed wide open like he's really giving it his all and i appreciate it he's the only he's the only actor really trying so yeah he wakes in the pod and then uh inside the pod there's a priest a woman and p who also got caught and it's all who, who has the most <laughs> yeah who has the most like um like because because when you see george get zapped um um Pete's like, oh fuck, and, and runs away, and and then like, so he wakes up and like Pete's right there, and he's like, they got you, like it's like I thought you got away, and he was like, no nah, man, they got me too, and but he just sounds so like, eh, what are you gonna do? <laughs> this really I'm does about feel to like be, the start I'm of about really... to be harvested. Uh, what are you it feels like do? a start of a really shitty joke though. A scientist, a priest, a woman yeah. all wake up in an alien pod. Yep. Insert punchline here. I don't have and the, one. And the, and, and the priest goes. Um, <laughs> God, I I was really worried this was gonna be like the priest character in the first movie all over again. Yeah, like, it feels oh, a little shit. similar. Are we gonna be stuck with this guy for an hour? We start saying a prayer, and but then, God comes back. Yeah, Pete is like, "This is bullshit. I'm getting out of here." So so he starts running out, 
and then they run through a, a flesh door and they're in, they're inside a big sort of big tunnel full of spooky flesh plastic bag walls right it's it's yeah it's basically torn garbage bags hanging on the wall they're just kind of like pink colored um it's it looks like it's, it'd be a fun it'd be a fun art installation to walk through it is probably one of the worst sets they've done though i think it's really bad it's pretty miserable it's really bad the um the black garbage bag room they did from an alien abduction, which just reminded me <laughs> of uh, Neil Breen's black garbage yes. bag room from Fateful Findings. Um, that I've had more character than this shit. So back at the base, um, the gov like the general and Nay are arguing about the planes. Uh, and then we then we get that fucking army sergeant guy. Uh, from this, from the previous Asylum films, he yes, pops in as a cameo. Bald, bald, uh, yeah, bald, uh, bald guy, uh, Hernandez. I should, Hernandez. Know, I should really find this actor's name since yeah, if he's like been in a lot of these films so far. We're gonna find his name, and then this is gonna be the last time we see him. <laughs> it's like, god damn it. Yeah. So he's there. He's he's gonna get on the planes. Their their big plan is like you know. Is the launch planes and attack the mothership, pretty much. Attack the mothership, yeah. Uh, back at the flesh, uh, ba- the the fleshy human, no, <laughs> fleshy human, the alien though. flesh zone, I guess. Everyone's being shoved into a fleshy sack thing. Like this a, would be like this would be kind of interesting as like a laser tag, uh, environment. I agree. That's like the only good use for this set. These are pretty much burlap sacks or shoving on people. They're all fleshy colored, more or less. Yeah, it's little, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, they launch the planes back at the human flesh base. Uh, and then they hear a bunch of like fucking sonic booms the aliens. So it's like, oh no, they're too late. The aliens have already started their invasion. So this time we actually won't be fighting back because the aliens attacked first. Because the aliens are already here. <laughs> So, aliens are attacking all over the world. Um, oh, yeah, we get that shot of London burning. London from... is fine. London was actually fully rebuilt, clearly. <laughs> Big Ben is fine. All the, all, the whole structure is fine. It's, yeah, Big Ben was fine, and then it falls down right there. But, yeah, it survived the first invasion somehow. And then they cut to Paris. And Paris and is the fine, I- too. The Paris Eiffel is Tower. fine. The Eiffel Tower is in the back there. The lights are on. The little the little spotlight at the top that spins around. Like, that's rooking. It's like, what? Nothing happened? Well, No, no. I, I was think, thinking. Oh, again, no, I'm pretty sure everyone rebuilt except America. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, I was thinking maybe what happened to Paris was what happened when the Nazis retreated out of Paris, because there's a famous story about how Hitler gave an order to destroy Paris as they retreated, and whatever whoever the Nazi general was in charge of that operation refused that order, um, and and so basically, like you know, uh, uh, kept Paris standing. Basically, um, I don't know how true that story is it may be the not that nazi general just wanted some credit like hey i I could i could have done worse um but um maybe that's what happened here maybe the martians just liked paris too much and they were like oh we can't destroy paris i guess so yeah oh yeah maybe uh we i mean were the world suffers from that that problem i would say where they only ever seem to ever attack america i guess right Or, or or england yeah, oh, yeah, that's a good point. That's fair. But, yeah, it has to be an English-speaking country. Mm. 
Okay, so uh, we then get a fucking stupid Independence Day speech from the general, who's like, you know, I know we may die out there, but remember that if we win, the humans will be saved, and the aliens will be defeated. I totally forgot about this. I have zero memory of this speech. It, I don't know if I it's just not zoned a speech. out. It's fucking. It's just fucking saying, "Go die, guys. We believe in you." We're fight. We're fighting for a true cause. <laughs> uh, so then we cut to the aliens attacking a junkyard. It's it. It's the base, right? I guess so. Because the base is a junkyard. Yeah, it's just weird seeing all the tripods in a big junkyard full of cars. Everyone's running away like they lived inside the fucking rusted cars or something. But that's where the base is. Like when <laughs> yes, they, they go just meet live the general the for the first cars. time. That's what I'm saying. The base is a, is a junkyard with tin <laughs> shacks that also just has the the super hyper alien tech jets next to it. It's cool. Or we cut back to the alien flesh base where we see a woman who has somehow escaped the pods and frees George from his Co- flesh. Covered, covered in weird scars and whatnot. Like one half of her uh, face, she's got scars these little, in like, quotation marks. Yeah, scar. Yeah, because they're they're weirdly placed. Like, uh, like one cheek has like three scars that are like positioned. Does that they look like cat whiskers? Mm. It's it's really weird. And then like on one side of her neck, there's all these little spots that look all kind of like infected and you know like like um like blood sores basically from like a disease basically. So they'll start running away. Um, George oh yeah! They, sees... Oh, th- I forgot. Yeah, when they get captured uh, for for the harvesting, it's just the stop motion shot of like some like netting getting thrown over them. Oh, yeah, it's like yeah, cloth yeah. netting, and then this little like uh, suction like uh, thing, fleshy suction thing, getting stuck in their mouth. Who can say what it's for? I don't know. I I guess they're harvesting their blood. I guess I think they are because they also show like a little tube, a just a plastic, clear plastic tube, like you would see. Like everything else in here is like fleshy and organic and pink, but then it's just a clear plastic tube, like it would be you like in a hospital. It just goes into their hand and just draws blood. Mm-hmm. All right. So after they escape the pods, George then sees some sort of like weird alien art exhibit thing. Where it's like a bunch of floating black prisms or something right i have no memory of this okay i just remember it's, them it, it's running weird around they, this they, they actually go back to this fucking weird like floating rock sh- art showcase thing multiple times throughout this film oh that thing oh wait i know what you're talking about the cgi shot where it looked like um uh, it looked like the cave from the movie evolution where it was like yeah just all these like spires and then like kind of fleshy stuff and then there was like a big sort of like flower th- looking thing in in the middle and it's all purple and, and I guess it, it's it important no and, I, and I guess the idea is like they're looking because the characters before they every time they cut to that shot beforehand the characters are looking at the camera and then it cuts to that shot as if it's like whoa look at the big ep- epic space we're in but it's like it, th- it looks that very shot small is, and compact it looks very small, and it's like always. It, it never it has a like character in it, so or a no, reason like, to be it's, there. It's incredibly unconvincing. Let's let's put it that way. So then he finds Pete. Um, oh yeah, Pete's there. Yeah, he's there. He saves Pete. 
Is this like feeding on my blood? Fuck you. Why don't you go choke on my shit? Is his choke on my shit? That's it. Yes, choke on my shit. And then some the some woman that was like with them the pod that one woman that was with them, she then gets pulled into the flesh wall. Oh yeah, so so George and Pete was his name. Yeah. Um, are like no, sorry. George and Pete come around the corner, and then um, the woman who has all the blood and scars is like trying to pull her out of the wall. It's sucking. It's very vaginal. It's like sucking. It's a little her. bit, yeah. It's you know, um, it's like <laughs> it's 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 sucking her in, and um, and she's like, and they're all like kind of screaming, and George and Pete are just standing there watching this, and Pretty like much. not yeah. helping at all, and then she gets sucked in, and the lady who rescued them with the blood uh, scars and sores and everything uh, screams, "I told you not to touch the walls," which she forgot to mention. She did tell them not to touch the walls. Oh sure, whatever. But yeah, she's hysterical and then runs This, past this actor's them. the funniest fucking person, too. This, this she, is so funny. Every time she, she says a word, it's hilarious. It's really funny. Yeah, her performance is so over the top. So then she um, runs into a portal? What? Sweat, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, she and then walks they follow in, suit? She walks in and, and the and the wall goes... And then everyone's like, fuck it. I guess we're going to go to this portal with them. I guess. We can't stay here. So now back at the base, they start attacking the aliens in space now. Yes. Um, oh yeah, the jets the jets are like trying to um they're um trying to they're they're the like atmosphere. they're like going like hyperspeed and then it's like swoof and it's like we're in space and they find the mothership. Well, it's really funny that I, but just <laughs> so they're like they're like we're not gonna make it out of the atmosphere, but thankfully they installed the latest update just in time that makes it into space. Oh yeah, she's it's like really install- funny. It's like clearly these ships weren't ready to go to space, but like she's they do installing some the. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're right. She's literally Kim Little uh, doing her Southern Belle accent uh, is at the computer going like, "They're not gonna make it. I need to install the update." <laughs> I gotta get that new Window Tens update, man. Oh my it's my my! Oh, I do declare they're in in, in such trouble. Okay, so they they start fighting all the aliens in the mothership, but then a time portal opens up. Right, it's the wormhole, and starts enclosing on all of the pilots and the mothership. So everyone gets sucked. We into don't see it. it enclosing; we just see them fly into it. Yeah, I guess so. Everyone disappears, and though. it's like hundreds of jets. Like they only show like three pilots in their cockpit, and it felt like it was only maybe like ten jets at the base. But then they cut these like group shots, and it's like a hundred jets. It's absurd. Uh-huh. And they are, when I say jets, they really are just like those um, uh, uh, blackbirds, I think. Um, they're, they're all just like blackbird jets, basically. They're, they're just, they just look like those, those like Air Force jets. Like kind of like the, the black triangle, the ones that keep getting mistaken for black triangle UFOs. Um, no, actually, no, they're more like. They're not they're more stealth like, bombers, no. They're no, just you're right. Jets. They're just they're just fighter jets. They're just they're just blackbirds, basically. But they can fly in space. You know, like that one Doctor Who episode. Um, anywho. Fuck. <laughs> Doctor Who's so fucking stupid, man. <laughs> it's it's pretty dumb. Alright. So we we're so we're now back. George and Pete wake up and they're now back in LA. But something is not right, says George. 
So he's like, George's like, okay, well, I'm going to go back to trying to find my kid. And then Pete's like, what the fuck are you doing, dumbass? What? Like, what are you, are you just going to go like, find your kid your by yourself? Your kid's gone. Your kid's gone, dude. <laughs> well, more importantly, he's trying to abandon Pete in this bit, too, where he's like, all right, goodbye. I'm going to try to find my son. I don't he want says, you to follow it, me. He says explicitly so many times, the only thing I care about <laughs> is Alex. Yeah. The only thing I care about, even when the the topic of conversation is humanity, and he's like, I'm just doing this for my son, which is supposed to sound like cool and badass, but it just sounds heartless and awful. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pete like makes the very like astute like point of like, listen, man, I've lost my wife, I've lost my mother, my sister, uh, you know, my daughter. I've lost so much to this. This isn't just about you. This is about humanity. And George just blows him off. And he's just like, no, wait, man, come back, come back. Like, I'm sorry, you know. Like, he, he tries to like, kind of, like, make nice with him. But, like, he, Pete's right. Pete's right. This isn't just about George. This is about humanity. But George is presented as being in the right in this movie. Which is, yeah, I don't know. Fucking bullshit is what it is. Okay, so now we go back to all the, the the fighter jets and the mothership. They all exit the time portal, and now they're at Mars. So yep. the the are. war starts now. We're calling it the time portal now, but like it's the wormhole. Just to it's be funny clear. they say so. The, it's, it's, so the tagline is this time we we take the war to them, right? I Technically, guess didn't so. the aliens just take all the fighter jets to them? I think it's more like the marsh, the, the marsh, the aliens took the war to themselves. I think I is how so. it, what actually happens. So George and Pete then find a car, um, but there's no engine in the car. So this freaks them out a bunch for some reason, despite the fact that again, <laughs> this is yeah, a post-apocalyptic. Like, why would they be an engine in a car? Yeah, seriously. That's a useful piece of tech. My favorite thing about that shot is he opens the hood and the camera's like ben- like beneath them looking up and like they look and they're surprised and George goes like no in like well at first like Pete's thinking like oh no gas and then like they open up the hood is like no engine um, but the camera doesn't actually show the lack of an engine no it doesn't <laughs> you just guys sort of imagine they're not being one there you just have to imagine which which um, like. Uh, I was watching this with my girlfriend, social distancing, don't worry. But um, I was watching this with my girlfriend, and she pointed out that, like, they were filming in a junkyard full mm-hmm. of crushed cars, but they couldn't find you one. Couldn't find without a single in- one, I guess. Without an engine? <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. The as- asylum, for fuck's sake, it's right there. You're using it. <laughs> just take, move it out, I guess. Just, just move it, like, five feet. You don't even have to move it. You could just stage the shot and just pretend it was in that other location. This is not that hard. So, what? So okay. What exactly is a time jump? In this movie, it's just a wormhole. Sure. Do they? I say anything else to a time they keep, jump? They keep. They keep referencing like time jump and time travel as if time travel is happening. Time travel is not happening. They just jumped from Earth to Mars in a second. Yeah, that's it. Which I guess There's technically no, is time travel. Again, it's like technically, whatever. it's like yes, it's like you've you've, but it's but it's not like you're going back or forwards in time. Yeah. You're just jumping space. That's it. And yes, there's a time component to that, but it's not 
time travel, like in a movie sense. So why they keep insisting on calling it a time jump and a time portal is really confusing. They already were talking about wormholes at the beginning of the movie. Why don't they just keep calling it the wormhole? Because time jump is such a cool sounding word. Because wormhole is too complicated a concept it's boring. for our, Ew, our, our wormhole. Our Gross. Ape, what is that? An apple? Yucky. <laughs> wormhole reminds me of a gross yucky apple. Time jump and time portal, that dude. Cool. That's cool sci-fi terms. That sounds cool. That's straight out of HG. Well, dude. But it's not weird really. that, like, if they're going to go this route of, like, we're not going to call it a wormhole, we're going to call it something cooler, then why talk about wormholes at the beginning of this movie where we could just go, like, oh, that's the wormhole they were talking about? So, yeah. George then gets grabbed by the crazy girl, crazy scar girl. Um, She's crazy. <laughs> like, that's all. That's her character. Don't worry about it. There's some pretty funny lines here. She runs around, just sort of yells like fucking random shit at them. I don't even remember anything she says, except well, for it's, I told. It's, it's again, it's pretty much unless like you can't understand what she's saying ever. It's pretty much just squab up, squab squab blah. You know, <laughs> she's she's basically like Coco from from Foster's Home yeah, for Imaginary that's Friends, basically. Pretty apt comparison, like like not not in what not in the words that she's saying, but in the pitch of her voice. Have you ever watched that cartoon? That's the voice you should be imagining in your mind. So she then runs around and finds Pete, and then she runs away again, and then I guess takes them to her her home. I guess they go it's inside. It's just a tent. It's like they go inside. It's the a tent. tent underneath. It's a tent underneath the Fourth Street Bridge. It's yeah. fucking Skid Row. Yeah. But who's inside the tent? Why, it's that beard man from the very beginning of the film. Remember the very beginning of this film, John? Remember the beard for yeah, where like he had the needle and the, and the blood and all that? It's that Remember? guy. Look, it's this. And, and that woman got the needle thing. That's that woman. And and again, I like I was so convinced that that was George, that was the same character, that for a little while I thought – Oh, well, they were talking shit about time portals and whatnot. Maybe that's George from the future or something. But no, it's just just a different character. It's just a different character with, like, the same hairstyle and Uh, a beard. So do you remember this beard man name? Do you remember the name of this beard man? I do not. It's Jackalford. I'm sorry, what? Jackalford. 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 That's a fucking that's a fucking like you know Confederate ass yeah. name. <laughs> the name is Jekyllford. Jekyllford. Jekyllford the fifth. Jekyllford Jackson at your service. General of the twelfth army. You know, it's of the twelfth Alabama regiment. <laughs> Right, the, Martians so have, then, the Martians have us pinned down. See, then he then gives them some moonshine to drink. That's right, moonshine! Um, the South! The South! The yes. South, the South, the South! Yes. Come on! <laughs> he has Don't moonshine. Question how they're making moonshine in a weird L.A. Nothing about this makes sense. Okay, so they explain that where they're at is, like, some yes. kind of, like, zone okay. where, like, yes, it looks like Earth, but, like, I guess it's supposed to be, like, the holodeck, basically. It's a hol- Okay, it's a holodeck on 
the spaceship, which is on Mars. It's a holodeck on the spaceship on Mars that is, I guess it's some sort of fucking human zoo, I think. It's a human zoo, and it's connected to where they're harvesting humans, but this is where they can, like, at least, like, kind of be semi-protected from the aliens, which begs the question... Why do the aliens have this in their ship? Why do they have the holodeck that the humans could actually use to keep safe from the aliens? Well, yeah, you'd think that, considering that the humans sort of, you know, killed the aliens, right? Well, because the the whole reason why the aliens are capturing the humans is to harvest them, so why do they give them a space to potentially escape to? Maybe it's for breeding purposes. I think I guess the logic right is the aliens are trying to create. But they some have sort to of, fight them. Aliens like are we trying to create the... some sort of vaccine, maybe to help deal with the whole being killed by the common cold. I guess. But how does letting them loose in the in the 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 holodeck thing rock? Well, it's kind of really confusing because we see okay these tripods in the weird LA world, right? Right, right in the holodeck. There's no tripods in the flesh tunnels. In fact, this isn't the end of the yeah. flesh tunnels. It's too small for that. Yeah, yeah. The, the the flesh tunnels are connected to the holodeck. I'm just calling it the holodeck because it doesn't have a name. By exit but, like, doors. It's super bizarre. Right. They have an emergency exit door, basically. It's 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 in a warehouse. They go through an emergency exit door to get back to the flesh tunnels. It feels really out of place for War of the Worlds, right? <laughs> but it is it, alien it's abduction. It's weirdly surreal. Like Alien Duction was. But but dumb surreal, not interesting surreal. It's just like, oh, you were too lazy to, like, you know, find someplace to film other than fucking Skid Row. So what fucking what's the point of this fucking plot twist too? Also, I mean like why why is it why is it so that the why is it that George and Pete get like captured by the tripod originally in Skid Row and then somehow the holodeck thing they find themselves in also looks like Skid Row? How does that make any sense? Look, I don't have the answers, John. <laughs> I guess, okay, and like the girl with all the f- f- sores and the blood sc- and the scars and everything, she has an immunity so sh- to the aliens. Like she, I guess, has like a virus or something. So that's how she was able to escape. But like, and so I guess she over time has been able to save other people and bring them to the holodeck. But again, why does the holodeck exist? Right. Well, again, I don't know. The movie doesn't explain it very well. It's some. I think actually, what it he doesn't explain he, it at all. What he what he what he describes it as is a petri dish. Right. So maybe what the aliens are doing, they're literally just like collecting up bacteria the humans are dropping off, but they can't. They do that in the flesh zone, maybe. I guess. That's an idea I came up with on the spot right now, maybe. I mean, I, I would understand if, like, okay, like, the aliens have established, like, a human terrarium, and so, like, we can observe them in sort of a, a simulation of a human environment. But that would make sense. Yeah. But they have to escape to that terrarium. And the the and it specifically said that the girl who is resistant to the alien shit is oh, the yeah, one the woman bringing is, them there. Yeah, the 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 scarred up woman is immune or something to the aliens' effects, or she's been and she's so experimented on. She has or a virus yeah. or something that like you know. So she's the one who's bringing them there, and the bearded guy says like, "From here we can fight back." 
but they're in the alien ship, so they're presenting it as if it's like, aha, this is our like secure zone, we can be safe here, but they're, they're in the alien ship in the holodeck, so why? Well, I don't know. <laughs> it's not really worth thinking about, but it just goes to show how little thought was put into, like, the story. Yeah. Everything about this is incredibly confusing. So back at the base, Veronica can't get in contact with any of the planes, so Nate and her just get drunk instead. Oh, that's my favorite, that's my favorite line. Want to get drunk? Um, she yeah she she's like she she's like she's looking at at the um at the radar screen and like all the planes are gone because they just went to the wormhole to Mars and then so like she looks over at Nate and goes want to get drunk yeah you know what yes not not even yes, like want want to have a drink but just want to get drunk straight to it straight to it. So meanwhile, the planes finally land on Mars, and they start attacking the mothership. And boy, Mars sure is developed, huh? It's just, it's just sand. It's just sand dunes. It's really confusing. It's like, not even red. Yeah, I don't understand what their society is. If even they have one, is it underground? I don't is know. it just all in the mothership? Mothership is a bunch of flesh tubes. I think what they're going for is it's like a it's like some sort of like sentient single like single organism or something like that. Like some sort of I don't know, hive mind maybe. The mother the mothership? Well yeah, no, like all of the aliens are a hive mind, maybe. Mm. I think it's what they're going for, I think. I don't know. Um Yeah, so Sissy well, that's her name. Yeah, okay. I did write it down. Sissy is the name of the girl with the, the scars. That's her name, Sis- Sissy. Sissy. Yes. Sissy. Brilliant writing, but okay. <laughs> Sissy was a lab rat, and uh, I guess by both the aliens and Beard Man, and a virus was made. And uh, Beard Guy went to like infect the ship, but failed, so he needs storage to infect the aliens. Once and again. He, and he is dying of the flu, it seems like. Yeah. George then stabs himself with the infected needle, and then Jackal dies before he can actually tell where Alex is. Mm-hmm. The old plan was pretty much, all right, if you stab yourself with this needle and infect the aliens, then I'll tell you where your son is. All right, sure, sounds good, I'll do it. I care about my son so very much. And then Jackal's like, good. Ugh. And he doesn't tell where his son like, is. He does not tell. The asshole. The bastard. doesn't matter, though, because George finds him anyway. It's all good, somehow, despite the fact that they should be uh, I don't know, a million humans up there. Yeah. A, a billion humans. I don't know. Right? A lot it's, of humans. I, you would presume. Uh, suddenly a plane then smashes into the simulation. <laughs> Again, and you would think the plane smashing the simulation would cause all the oxygen to leave. The, 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 the... How does it get in there? <laughs> <laughs> the oxygen or the plane? The f- the fight, yeah. The how the fighter jet get into the holodeck? Well, it seems to just crash through the window, which was the it, sky. It just comes through, so like it, yeah, it comes through, and like there's the a sky's little just like a roof. That's like, yeah. Dumb. The the simulation like kind of disrupts a little bit, like in the Matrix, where you see it's actually it's a bunch of interlocking triangles. But then that's it. But it's just like, no, how does that rook? Well, don't worry about it, because again, they should all be dead, because you because Mars don't have air. But whatever. Yeah. Um, so Pete wants to find Sissy, but George instead was like, I'm going to get zapped by the pods. 
for some fucking reason. Because again, he could just walk. He just could. He could just walk for the exit door. But instead, he's going to be all serious. I'm going. I'm going to get zapped by the pods instead. It's like I'll find my son. Instead of walking for the exit door that we've already shown. That we've already established is the way to get into the flesh tunnels. And this is the last time that Sissy is ever mentioned again. That's right. This th- th- this character that you think is important disappears from the film. Don't and worry is never about it. heard or mentioned of again. Alright, so Pete heads to the flesh tunnels to find George. Um, they find him, but then he finds him, rather. And then they hear Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Remember that? Yes. It, it must be back. coming from Alex. So they run and find Alex, and Alex is fine, I guess. He's good. I forgot a line from earlier in the movie. This is from like a long, long time ago. But it's where George is talking to Alex uh, back when he like leaves him in the basement, leaves him with the watch. He goes, you're a good man. Mm, mm. Which is just like, what dad fucking tells his kid <laughs> that? You know... The 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 War of the Worlds kind, I guess. The the Asylum kind. All right. But just before they leave, George is like, I'm going to shove this needle into one of the alien rainbow vor- vortex keys. Oh, yeah, the vortex. Yeah, right, the, the little pulsing 3D a- thing. Alien the rainbow middle, brains, yeah. The rainbow brains. And the funny thing is, like, he, like, he takes, he's about to do it, and then the actual, like, stabbing the needle in, you don't actually get to see it, so you just see his hand move, like, an inch, and so it looks, it's so anticlimactic, like, it took me a moment to realize, oh, he actually stuck it in. And this is, like, the big epic moment when it's, like, the big epic moment, just like the rabies vaccine from the first film. the glowing weak point at the center of the mothership. This is, like, the big... Like, compare this to when, like, in Independence Day, when the guy flies his fighter jet into the the middle of the ship and blows it up. Compare this to World of the Worlds 1, where there's a big rivaling tentacle mash that he stabs it into, right? That's, like, slightly more interesting than this. Even that is better. Yeah, you're right. Um, so they, they then escape into the fucking L.A. simulation. Oh, yeah, they just climb back into the fighter jet and just fly out. Yeah, yeah. they well, for, they come across an alien having, a, like, a complete mental collapse. Oh, he, he spazzed like, out, yeah. just like... My favorite thing about when they climb back into the fighter jet is... Um, so George is all weak because he's got the flu virus thing, I guess, mm-hmm. now. So he's, like, kind of, like... Uh, he's, like, falling asleep in his chair. And Alex climbs into the lap of the general who's piloting the fighter jet. Yeah. And I thought that was really weird. It's, it's like why weird. is why isn't Alex sitting with his dad? Why is he in the fighter the the the, the general's like lab? The, yeah, the pilot seat or whatever. It's... Oh, and I love that I love that when the general like shows up, he's like, "Alex, what are you doing here?" And he's like so like happy about it. It's like, "Alex, what are you doing?" Hey, here? how's it going? Oh, cool. Hey. <laughs> nice to see you up here in, in Mars. <laughs> Uh, so they escape the plane, and all the space, all like all the fire plants, escape through the time portal. And the mothership blows up. And then George starts to just fucking <clears throat> die. He starts coughing and shit. And then three months later, and it cuts back to George's house, but George isn't there. Um, but the everyone rest else the cast, is yeah, there. Yeah, the rest though. of the cast is. We see everyone Veronica, else is there, we though. See um, so yeah, the the general is there. Uh, Kim Little is there. Nate is there. Um, uh, Pete is there, and then uh, Alex is there. And they're having 
a barbecue. Mm-hmm. The most southern <laughs> ass thing. They're having a potluck barbecue. I'm telling you, this movie is about the South. These are all southerners. Now, Prove me wrong. I could argue saying that maybe it was the director was a southerner and he just went he he just he just shoved that into the film. And he just made Kim Little do a, a Charleston accent. No, that was probably David Michael Latt, but <laughs> Um, Alright, so yeah, three months later, everyone's having this dinner. Alex is fucking mopey as shit and goes to, you know, cry like a fucking, the the fucking bitch he is on the swing. And then, and then the, and then the general comes over, the guy who was had him in his lap. And he's kind of he, weird. <laughs> it's pretty weird. No, it, but it's, it's actually, here's it's the thing. It's heartwarming. It's kind of weird though. Here's the thing. It's only weird in the sense that he is a better father figure than his actual father. Yeah. Because he comes over and he's like, hey, Alex, I know this has been hard, but you know, we're all here for you and everything. He is actually comforting him and he has, he, he has like this one conversation with him and he establishes a better emotional connection with that kid than George does the entire fucking movie. He's a better dad. I'm sorry. That you know what? The general is a better dad. The general should be his dad. Okay? George is a shitty dad. I'm gonna take the most positive reading of this, which is that the general is the good dad. The general is the good dad and and George is the shit dad. George died. Like an idiot. Yeah, he died. Yep. That's the end of the film for sure. I um, wish that was the end of the film. Nope. No, no, George shows up. Hey, George is hey. just there. <laughs> George literally teleports behind them. He just shows up and he has. He's just. He just has a cane. He's just walking. Why he's does he good. have a cane? They're like, uh, and they, they everyone's like, George got better. He's good now. Yeah. And then fucking, fucking Alex, who I, is I a fucking out- bitch kid who was whining about his father not being dead. I I was I was about to give this movie credit. I was like, oh shit, they actually killed off the main character. Well, that's kind of interesting. And then George shows up. I was like, fuck you. And he and and then they all have a dance party, literally. Oh, that's right. Uh, Pete turns on the music and like offers like Kim Little a dance, and goes like, oh no, la, ha, ha, ha. it's the whitest ass dancing. It's so bad. Oh no, though. But then the radio switches into alien sounds coming from it. Uh oh, and they'll look at the camera going, Oh no and then the film ends. Well no, actually then the alien sounds cut off and they're like, Huh. Eh, and they all like kinda of smile and just sort of start like partying again. Which shouldn't basically. be the reaction. It's a it's a <laughs> really weird should've... fucking ending to War of the Worlds too, huh? And then the movie's over. Can imagine War of the Worlds one ended with that, where all the aliens oh, die and then the alien and then like uh the aliens get back up and everyone's going like eh. <laughs> Alright. That's cool. Yeah. All right. All right. That's the film. Uh, no crazy credits this time. No, there isn't. It, it was weird. Do you recommend this film? Um, I did have fun watching this, but no, I would not recommend it. Um, yeah. Unless you are um, a hardcore Confederate uh, apologist and sympathizer, if you believe the South will rise again, um, I think this movie's for you. I think I think the I do I do think the hidden subtext of this movie is the South will rise again. Um, I I do want to specify uh, just really just really really just really state uh, uh, John does not believe uh, 
uh, this this the statements he is making. Don't don't I though? Don't I though? I don't know, John. Do you? Do you think the South should rise again, John? Do you think it was about you, state rights, John? I think if you long for the days when the South will rise again, you will find something to enjoy in this movie. Hmm. I, 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 really, why not? Why can't that be the hidden subtext of this movie? I guess it could be the hidden subtext of this it movie. It all adds up. All it's adds got up. God, it's got guns, and it's doesn't have grits, but it does have a potluck at the end of the movie, and that is the most southern-ass thing. You're correct about the potluck. weird southern over like <laughs> subtext i guess in this film the only thing it's missing is a confederate flag like if if a confederate flag had shown up if the stars and bars had shown up at some point in this movie then it'd be lock solid we would know for a fact that'd be that terrifying. is the only thing it's missing that'd that be the terrifying only thing you go it's, to Kate. it's got a pickup truck it's got it's got everything else okay it's got it's got hillbillies it's got a charleston dandy it's got a texan guy it's all southerners like this entire cast the Southerners, and it's got the whitest black man imaginable, the most non-threatening black man imaginable. I'm telling you, this movie is about the South. Uh, so the white South, the white South, to be clear, not the cool South, not the not the soul South, the white South. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah. Uh, I've completely lost my train of thought. Okay, <laughs> I had some I had some genius statement I was gonna make about this film, and I've super lost it now. And I've just bl- entirely like you know like derailed that that course. Um, right. Okay. So also, okay. The director is the same actor who plays George. Shit. Are you serious? Yes. This is a Tommy Wiseau-ass situation. I guess so. Which is fucking weird. I guess my statement earlier about how much he wanted to come back as George is correct, clearly. Yeah, there you go, because what else <laughs> was he going to direct? Did, okay, now, did he also direct the first War of the Worlds that the Asylum did? I believe that was David Michael actually did the first War of the Worlds. Okay, so this guy just really wanted another another taste of it, basically. This film is weird, right? Though, because it's not like a mockbuster, and there's nothing. There's nothing, to my knowledge. Yeah, there was. It was like there was a sequel to War of the Worlds two, the War of the Worlds that uh, Steven Spielberg's War of the Worlds. All right. Correction, by out. the way, Dave Michael wrote War of the Worlds, the first one. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't direct it though. He yeah, no, he wrote the original novel War of the Worlds. <laughs> he did write that too. Yeah, it's true. In collaboration with H.G. Wells back in the eighteen. 18- 90s, I think. I forget. Oh, no. Direct... No, wait. No, wait. It'd be like World War One. Oh, no. So I'm actually like correct, though. Da- Dave Michael directed and wrote that film. Okay, cool. I'm correct. I'm DB's just wrong. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah, I didn't I didn't know. So that guy's name is C. Thomas Howell. And he he was, he was he played George and directed that film. Jesus Which is Christ. fucking weird. That's a that's a have, weird. Does, does he have any directing experience? Good question. Did he direct anything else? Before I'm, I'm this? looking this up just for you, John. I, I mean, the people want to know, and the people by the people I mean the person, and by the person I mean me. Yes, he. <laughs> 
It's a what? bunch of movies from 1997, 96, 95. So it's been a while. Oh, it's been wow, about a good okay. 10 years since he, he directed a film. What did he direct? Uh, Hourglass, Pure Danger, and The Big Fall. Okay, I don't know any of these, but well, yeah, I, I, assume, I assume they're tiny productions. Okay, but he actually, but he did have directing experience. I guess you call them. The The first film he did was I a mean, business you're talking, executive. You're, we're talking about the asylum here, oh. for fuck's sake. A business executive gets mixed up with a killer female and her lesbian roommate who plot to take over his fashion business. So this guy <laughs> seems like a cool dude. Sure. Really? Yes, he, he seems super progressive. Um, it seems like a cool, normal man. Definitely. Where, okay, okay. Let me ask you one more question. Go for it. On the IMDb profile, does it say where he was born? Okay. Los Angeles, California. Born, not lives, but born. born. He was born Shit. 1996. Shit. No, well wait, known I, for. Wait, 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 wait. Nineteen ninety-six. Nineteen sixty-six. Sorry. Sixty-six. Thank you. Thank you. Well, of Shit. course, obviously, very well known. <laughs> I was gonna say, if he was born in Atlanta, man, fucking a man. Like we would have had this. We would have had this locked in. Mm, mm. No, though. Damn. Damn. So close. I will. I'll maybe, fact check some more. I will check. Uh, okay, I'm gonna check. Eric Forsberg will also also wrote this film. If you remember that name. Uh, okay. Hey, John Eric Forsberg. Want to know what he wrote? What did he write? Alien Abduction. Oh, shocker. Right? <laughs> Big shocker right there. Wow. Well, it's almost like he just borrows his ideas from his utter movie. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Where, no, where is he from? Where is he from? Chicago. And then oh. there was another writer who does, doesn't seem to exist on IMDb. So maybe it's him. He's the he's the hidden southerner. He's the mysterious southerner. <laughs> he doesn't he does not exist on IMDb though. So uh, your theory is still open. It's it's possible. David Michael Ladd is he from L.A.? Oh, I'm sure he is. Mm. He's very much an L.A. man. Oh well, Eric Forsberg also directed Alien Abduction too. So of course, <laughs> you know, of course. Everyone, everyone just had to get like another little taste of it. They were like, you know, like. What if we make on. same film again, but also made that other same film again? What if, yeah, what, what if, if we, we made, made two films at the same time? What if we made? What if we? Yeah, what if we did sequels to two films and we just did them at the same time? What if we just ripped ourselves off? Like that's like a fucking infinite money machine right there. Seriously, that's what well, that's what the asylum is. What if we just start ripping ourselves off and stuff instead of films? You know. I mean, we. I mean, you've you've named the business model for Sharknado, so I mean, like, yeah, that is literally what the asylum did. Pretty much. All right. Uh, so would you recommend this film? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. Nah. <laughs> it's very confusing and convoluted, and it's hard it's. To follow. So confusing, man. It's so confusing. There's some fun acting in this movie, though. Like characters, these overacting in this film. So if you like that, just Pete, I don't know. And I, I did kind of like the general character, and then Kim Little's accent is fucking off the chain. Well, it's also like, like crazy sissy. That's her name, sissy. And sissy, and sissy's like kind of fun too. Kind of awful. S- sissy's, sissy's fun too. It's an awful name all around. It, it's an awful movie all around. Mm. Very good, very fun, uh, very good fun movie. Very, yes, much, much good fun. Here's some fun trivia. 
The sounds coming from Alex's handheld video game are from the classic arcade game <laughs> Defender, in which the player fights aliens oh, attempting to kidnap off. humans, which mirrors the basic plot of War of the Worlds. Yes, of course. Genius. Except they don't defend, they go and attack. Genius, genius, genius Eric Forsberg back at it again. Okay, so next time it's going to be from the story that inspired Indiana Jones, Alan oh, Quartermain, no. and the Temple of Skulls. Oh, fuck. Oh, a Kingdom of Crystal Skull knockoff. Great. Cool, 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 cool. Hey, it can't be any worse than... <laughs> yes, it can. Yes, it can. We know it can. We <laughs> it know be, it can. It can't get worse than temp, uh, Crystal Skull, right? Yes, it can. We know it can. Mm. And we know it will. Ooh. Maybe it's actually um, uh, a ripoff of uh, Dan Aykroyd's Crystal Skull Vodka. That'd be funny. Filmed on location in South Africa. So already a very big start. Big, big boast. South Africa. That's like the whitest ass, like, you know, like tropical country <laughs> you could have picked. A retelling of H. Ryder's hat. H. Ryder Haggard's classic novel, King Solomon's Minds, featuring the adventurer who was the inspiration for Indiana Jones. Oh, boy. Dave Michaelette wrote it, too. So, you know, it's going to be not a the original big Indiana bomb. Jones, but the Crystal Skull thing, I'm sure. Uh, I think Alan Quarterman is like a is like a famous uh, literature character. You know? Ah, okay. I've never seen anything from him, but I do know I've seen that name in other pieces of media before. So I know. see. But yeah, David Michael did write this, so expect you know a work of art, quality material. <laughs> All right. Any final statements about War of the Worlds two? Um, want to get drunk? Want to get drunk? That's a really yeah. That's a strong closing uh, quote. Ooh, it's been a lot of these films. It, it's weird. We're it's it's weird that we're finally reaching the sequel territory, like territory. Yeah, yeah. We're going. We're we're like we're like in nothing but but mockbusters and sequels. Um, I don't know. Some so yeah, faith films might be you know might be a welcome distraction. Honestly, well, don't worry. Cause next faith film we're gonna see is gonna be a little while from now, but it's gonna be Sunday School Musical. So yay! <laughs> it both a faith film and a mockbuster. Yeah, that I well we're gonna have a discussion when that comes around how to actually talk about how we're gonna even do that movie. Like talk oh, about boy. it. Oh boy! Um, but because I've never, I did not watch a single High School Musical. Somebody tells me you don't have to. I'm not going to start now. You probably won't have to. If any of the assigned films have anything to go by, uh, they don't really keep close to the source material. Well, the problem is that the source material isn't out when they release these things well, because they I've been thinking about well like because they, they're 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 ripping them off they're they're ripping off the title and they're releasing it to coincide with the big thing but they release it before the big thing comes out which means they actually rip off something older um that has just kind of like like similar themes um so just like how um uh, what's a good example of this? Like how um, Transformers, tra- uh, Transmorphers, rather, was actually more of a ripoff of um, like um, Terminator than than Transformers. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I was, I was thinking about something. A lot of times I notice that we tend to correlate, like, fucking... Sometimes these films know certain things about the movies they're ripping off that you wouldn't know otherwise. So normally we just go off, oh, they watch the, like, the trailer. Mm-hmm. I was curious if... I wonder if they actually get... They somehow got access to the scripts themselves. Maybe. I doubt it. That's a crazy statement, I know. But I wonder... I just... You know, I wonder, though, right? You can get a lot from the trailer, though, to be fair. And Hollywood conventions are established enough that, like, you can watch a couple of trailers. Because every Hollywood film now, there's at least, like, two or three trailers. Like, you can watch those trailers and just kind of piece together everything that happens in the movie. You could be like, oh, it's about, like, a dad who's estranged from his daughter. And then this happens. And then they... they And you and I... Blah, blah, blah. blah. Like, you... You can, you can get the loose plot. You can just kind of fill in the gaps sure. yourself. Okay, right then. I would say I will disagree with you if next film, the plot twist at the end of Alan Quartermain and the Temple of Skulls is that there's aliens involved. How is that? Okay. Oh, because, because that was that the big plot twist of... In Indiana Jones, yeah. that, it's, that it's aliens. So if, okay. if they throw an alien to that film, I think they had some vague access to a script. Okay. So all right. Okay. Okay. You're on. All right. You're. I on. doubt they're gonna have aliens in that film because it's probably too like high budget. Probably for that film's gonna be. Yeah. They're probably they're, they're gonna spend all their fucking money going to South Africa, and then they're just gonna be stranded there. Think of all the yeah. It's it's gonna be weird. All right. I think that's a podcast. I think that's a podcast. Good night, everybody. What's your what's your closing quote? Choke on my shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Goodbye, everybody. Choke on our shit, everyone. All right. Bye. Bye. Don't.